For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. It's the Drive Home Podcast with Gabriel Rutledge, but I'm driving too. I'm going to uh, North Bend, Oregon tonight because there is a lounge next to a bowling alley that needs entertainment, and that is what sweet baby Jesus put me on this earth to do. I feel like orgies might be the last thing to come back after coronavirus. (laughs) Right after bowling, that's what they said on the news. When you're ready to stick your fingers in holes again. That amused me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Roseburg, Oregon, the next day. <sighs> Woodenville, Washington, Friday. Yakima, Washington, Saturday. Baby Jesus has got me busy. I got to buy presents for my family because of baby Jesus' birthday. So it is, all of this is his fault. It also means I'm about 49 years old because my birthday is December 26th. 49! Day after Jesus Christ's birthday, that's old. Same thing happened when I was 39. Where 39 felt worse than 40. Because I'd like, look, if I was 50, I'd be like, I look good for 50. 49, I'm just like, God damn. Uh, You might be able to hear in my voice uh, that I am not particularly healthy. (laughs) Told you. Uh, I had the flu. When we last left our hero. Was that ever on comic books? Did Superman ever get the flu? Did Spider-Man ever catch a bug? Get it? Because, like, he's... Spiders catch bugs. Anyway, uh... I had the flu. The whole family had the flu except for uh, my son Johnny who was at college uh, and missed the germs flying around the house whatever happened at that lab in Wuhan is not as bad as what has been happening in my lab uh, at my house in uh, Olympia, Washington let's go through just for my own uh, this might not be interesting to you but I just this is what This is what's happened to the different family members. Uh, Look, we're all still here. Nothing's been life-threatening. Maisie, my daughter, 
first one to get the flu. Is this all her fault? Yeah, kind of. First one to get the flu. It was so bad she had to go to urgent care and get like anti-nausea, I can't say that word, anti-barf pills. She got better-ish eventually. Then it seemed like maybe she got a cold. We took her in, see if she had a sinus infection or something. They said no. Two days later, she woke up with pink eye. Went back to the doctor, got medicine for that. That's pretty much gone. She's a little nasally, but she's fine. Olive, sweet Olive, my youngest daughter, had a cold. That almost got better. Then she got the flu. And then kind of got better, then got worse. We took her in. They're like, no, she doesn't have a sinus infection, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, we took her back because she was just doing terrible. She hadn't been to school in two weeks. Not only did she have a sinus infection, she had thrush, which I don't exactly know what that is, but it makes your tongue white and gross. Uh, so they gave her uh, medicine for that, medicine for the sinus infection. She's doing a lot better, not 100%. She's back at school. My wife got the flu. It triggered her asthma so bad, she had to go get breathing treatments from urgent care, which were moderately, they, you know, not even that successful. The coughing was so bad because of the flu cough and then uh, her asthma, she broke a rib. My wife has a broken rib. She can finally blow herself. No. <laughs> she has a broke, she coughed so hard she broke her rib. And what do they do for a broken rib? Nothing. They go, yeah, this is going to be bad for four to six weeks. Uh, slowly has improved a little. You know, she was like sleeping on a chair for a couple of days. Uh, they gave her some Vicodin, a very limited amount, but she takes that at night to help her sleep. And that leaves me. Old Chuckle Monkey Rutledge. Uh, I had the flu. Rough fucking flu, too. <coughs> a lot of, uh, tons of coughing. Mostly a chest type thing. Uh, and then, like, started to get better. I was, like, about 85%, I would say. Coughing was dying down. And then, uh... nose congestion started and it was really bad like I couldn't even breathe I started to feel shitty again maybe not fevers but like chills and sweats and of course I had to fly to Colorado Springs when this was happening that doesn't help no one wants to take a, a respiratory issue to 6,500 feet elevation so when I got home from Colorado Springs after gutting through four different shows, good shows, I think, I don't remember. Don't make good stuff. <laughs> Did you say don't make good stuff? <laughs> 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 
weird thing to say. Is it because I said burrito? You want, you want a flashback? No me gusta. I know, I'm such high school fan. Let's not embarrass ourselves and put up some of people here who actually speak the language. Hola! Do you speak Spanish or just that? Un poquito. Un poquito, yeah, that's, that's what I say. That means not at all. <laughs> 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 you can still throw in the words you know with the accent. I'll, just, right? I'll have the uh, chips and salsa. <laughs> You're making me feel less white trash right now. <laughs> Which is hard to do. It's a long family history. <laughs> I remember, I, I, again, I didn't know this was coming up. Uh, this is what I remember from high school. It was like, uh, Te gusta jugar el football? No, no me gusta. <laughs> Te gusta jugar el tennis? No, no me gusta. Uh, it was like, how do you say, what do you like to do in Spanish? I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, and then it was like, me gusta comer, which means I like to eat. <laughs> so, do you like to play football? No. Do you like to play tennis? No. What do you like to do? I like to eat. <laughs> Folks, I've been to Mexico. <laughs> Tried to work it in. It was hard. <laughs> if you walk into a restaurant and go, I like to eat, they're like, Did you want the coloring book? Me gusta comer. That was a fun detour. I don't know what the fuck we were talking about. I went to the doctor, uh, and they said, you have a sinus infection. So I've been on antibiotics for, I don't know, two and a half days. I really wanted it to be like, a huge improvement, and instead it's been like incremental, slow improvement. So I am better than I was two or three days ago, but holy shit! Whenever uh, life has uh, difficult times like this, I always think of when I was in the... I think the year was 2012 or 13, or why do I even bother bringing it up when I don't remember? I was in the Laughing School Comedy Festival, not the year I won, I remember that year. Uh, but the first time I was in it, and I remember something that Tom Cotter said to me. Tom Cotter, very funny comedian, did very well on America's Got Talent one year. But the, my first show there, I had a good set, did not move on to the next round, which kind of sucks because there's like two or three more days of festival, and I'm out already. Tom was on that show with me. Uh, and then the next day, I did, like, a showcase for Nickelodeon, uh, which ended up getting me on Nick Mom Night Out on Nick Jr., which clearly launched me uh, into a bowling alley lounge career in rural Oregon. But that show, at the showcase, uh, I, I, I was first. I went up first. And Tom was there, and he goes, Are you going up first? And he had said nice things to me the night before about how he thought I should have moved on. And he goes, are you going up first on this thing? And I go, yeah. And he goes, did you fuck a leprechaun? 
meaning I was having bad luck. And man, that is the phrase that has been going through my head around my house. Who in this house fucked a leprechaun? We are falling apart! Let me have a little sip of my coffee. Mm. I actually like my coffee like I like my women on antibiotics. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the girls are through the worst of it. I'm, God, I hope I'm through the worst of it. And uh, Christie's is going to, you know, the flu part is a lot better. But, you know, the rib is a, it's a slow heal. She's back at work trying not to lift heavy things. So yeah, kind of a rough, I'll be honest, we've all had COVID, uh, and this fucking kicked our ass way more. I mean, who knows long term, I guess COVID can do some bad things, but as far as going through it, this was a lot worse than COVID. I wish, uh, I wish I got a few more days off. I had a couple days off, but I wish I could just, uh, you know, not feel that well while everyone went to school and I got to like take naps and shit. Maybe take drowsy medication instead of non-drowsy medication. But, uh, you know. What's nice about comedy uh, when you're sick is like it's not that much of your day. But what's bad about it is something about being sick and then having to be entertaining is fucking brutal. It's not like if you work at home on your laptop or whatever, you can feel like shit all day and it doesn't matter that much. I mean, it matters to you, but I mean, you don't have to like put on a happy face. You do in retail a little bit. But, you know just in the bathroom before my shows in Colorado Springs, uh, snorting Afrin like it's cocaine. Just going, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then going up, hey everybody, comedy show time. That's how I got through it. I changed my voice. Hey! Why am I doing Harry Carey? Cubs win! So yeah, I haven't felt great in a couple weeks. Uh, probably uh, because I fucked a leprechaun, but they had Jameson. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you heard me talk about how, uh, I don't know when that was, last month, a couple months ago. Uh, I had, uh, you know, I had a, a bit sort of, I believe, accidentally stolen from me, turned into a tweet, 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 about uh, birds, about, uh, you know, 
my joke was I'm two years away from caring about birds. One of these mornings I'm going to wake up and be like, is that a yellow-thrusted warbler? And, uh, you know, almost exact wording uh, in a tweet from someone else who had seen my video of that. They were cool enough. They tried to give me credit. They took theirs down. It went crazy viral. But I was laughing because it's gone. It's not stopped. Uh, and now he's not even getting credit for the tweet. It's gone to the point where like his name's no, it's no longer like a screenshot of his tweet. It's just random sites quoting his tweet. So it's on the second generation of uh, the copy at this point. But I've had a new round of people sending me, hey, isn't this your joke? And uh, whenever they do that, I just throw my laptop into the river. It's getting expensive and it's not convenient. I don't even, I don't even live near a river, but it feels right. trying to uh, put up a uh, like Monday through Friday put up a put up a, a short clip on YouTube on Instagram on TikTok on my Facebook reels I haven't done it every day especially since I got leprechaun HIV but uh I've been trying, and it, you know, it works. I mean, you know, uh, I guess my TikTok's up to 157, 158,000. I think it was like 140-something when I started my doing it. Uh, Instagram, it goes up, but man, it's slow. And then uh, Facebook, who knows? YouTube, it gets, you know, it works. I'm trying, you know, because it's it's... You know, there's always something you're supposed to be chasing in comedy, uh, social media, or just media-wise, or some trick or plan, or and it's the thing that I'm running into now is just people who are like, "Yeah, I'm selling out shows wherever I want because of my Instagram." Uh, and I go, "Hey, I wanna. I don't even have. Uh, I don't even have four thousand on my Instagram." I worked with someone, they were very funny, but you could tell they were fairly new to stand-up comedy. She followed me on uh, Instagram, I followed her back, and then I looked and I go, she has 40,000, she has 40,000 Instagram followers? Fuck! She's been doing comedy like two years, and that's great for her, she's hilarious. It's great that she has the 40,000 followers, but, like, I could really use those. So I'm trying, but Instagram's been, like, incremental progress, not exactly home runs, but... Uh, I had a, Because, uh, really, I'm just going through old footage and putting it up 30 to 60 seconds at a time. So I had a, uh... 
a very old clip about how I think teachers should uh, be able to swear four times a year. They should get four shut-the-fuck-ups a year. And that's the kind of shit that does good on, like, does well on TikTok. Because the whole clip is, like, 15 seconds. I titled it, Should Teachers Swear? And it's gotten, like, I don't know, I think 800,000 views or something. But I... It's so embarrassing because... You know, Teacher TikTok found it. Uh, I don't know if the hashtags I used helped or whatever. But anyway, all these teachers are checking into the video, right? First of all, a bunch of them are like, four shut the fuck ups a year. I need that a day or I did that before lunch. And I'm like, are you trying to be a badass public education teacher? Because that's not really a category of person. Oh, I tell the kids to shut the fuck up all the time. No, you don't. I mean, sure. I'm sure at least in the high school level, there's some occasional swearing. But there's, I mean, I'm around teachers all the time. No one in grade school is like, shut the fuck up, kids. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, I get jokingly saying, I'm going to need more than that. But like the idea of like, I did that before lunch. No, no, I don't think he did. But what's embarrassing is all the teachers are there. And how did I title the video? I said, should teachers swear? And I put teachers with an apostrophe S. I don't know why. There's no reason. I fucked up. Okay? I dropped out of community college. I don't know how punctuation works. I pluralized the singular. So there was all these teachers, like, correcting. The whole video's got, like, a red mark of a teacher correcting bad homework. I guess this guy doesn't know how possessive nouns work. Not really! I should have pretended I did it on purpose, because that's one thing people say, is like sometimes a, uh, a misspelling actually helps. I think Drybar does that. Drybar put up a clip of me months and months ago that had the word spouse in it, and they spelled spouse wrong, and I noticed they never fixed it. Uh, so maybe they were trying that out. So I, I should have just pretended. I should have commented, Oh, I did that on purpose to help with the algorithm. I didn't. I'm a fucking dummy. F-U-C-K-I-N apostrophe G dummy. I'm going to need to tell the kids shut the fuck up four times an hour. Really? You teach shapes? to children. You're not a badass. My car's check engine light is on again. That was welcoming me home from the airport when I turned my car on. That's, hello, old friend. 
make my Kia fuck a leprechaun. Guess I'll take it in again. My daughter, uh, Maisie, uh, is uh, about, her birthday is uh, December 21st. Little winter solstice, baby. Uh, and she will be 15. And uh, she is white, but we will be having a quinceanera. This is my point, penis on this camera. <laughs> if you ever suffer from the injustice, it is known as premature ejaculation. <laughs> I believe the classiest thing you can say afterward is the gentleman yields his time. <laughs> Maybe throwing a, a foul in the thing. <laughs> no one's gonna write this down? By the way, wah, wah, wah would be the least classy. All right. Oh, like your tongue. Are you in a relationship? I am. With any of these people? With? This woman. Oh, with this woman. Well, this ain't your fucking category. sister is like an inch taller than her uh, I, I don't I don't know if she can see over I had her sit in this Kia Rio I had her sit in my podcast studio and I'm like I don't think she can see over the steering wheel enough I mean there must be are you supposed to sit on a box or something I have legitimate height concerns about whether or not she can drive but I've just been telling her, like, we're not buying you a car. It's not. It 
it's not a, uh, it's not an issue. I, it wasn't even a thing I was feeling guilty about. I still don't. I never, it never crossed my mind that like, oh, because my son is 20, but he doesn't drive for, uh, you know, he's got some physical limitations, so it's not safe for him or others. Uh, I mean, I have no physical limitations and I ran a red light. So let's at least keep one of our family members safe. But so Maisie wants to, uh, wants to drive and I never, I never thought like, oh, we better get her a car. That's, there's no way she can drive when it's available. She can drive one of our cars. And she hasn't been like mad at my response, but it's just kind of funny. Kids are hilarious. They just, like, they know what their life is, and she's never, she wants for nothing. But she also knows that, like, we're not incredibly wealthy, except in love and viruses. Uh, but it's just so hilarious that she would have lived her life for 15 years and then also thought, I bet my parents are going to buy me a car when I turn 16. Fucking no! I'll buy you a bus pass. Actually, I don't need to. The bus is free. But it is also terrifying. They say the best things in life are free, but the city bus is also free. And I don't think that qualifies. All of the failures of uh, mental health and fentanyl all come together on the bus. So I don't know if I want my 4 foot 11. 15 year old on there anyway okay I had a question someone asked me a question if you would like to ask me a question Gabriel at GabrielRutledge.com or slide into DMs uh, on one of the social medias uh, I mean I'm driving so this is not verbatim the question I will not say who it was from I actually don't yeah I won't say who it's from uh, and I don't have to answer this question, of course, but I'm going to. Uh, he asked how big my penis is, and look, it's not anyone's business, but I feel like I need to be honest. Okay, that's not the question. Uh, basically the question was like, hey, you say you're honest about money, I appreciate that. I know it's not my business. How much money do you make being a stand-up comedian? Was the question. Uh, and I know, you look, I don't have to answer this question. I feel a little uncomfortable answering the question. Uh, but I also, the reason I'm going to answer it is this person's been doing comedy, I don't know, two, three, four years. And man, would I have loved to know this information when I was at that level of comedy. That's one of the reasons I'm going to answer it. And then also, like, I don't know. 
who gives a shit? One of the reasons I like being transparent about money in stand-up comedy in particular is uh, it's kind of how you learn you're being fucked over sometimes. For example, uh, recently I had someone ask me how much a club paid me, and I said, well, I do extra time there. I do like an hour instead of 45. And so they pay me 1200 for the weekend. And then that person responded, I just do regular 45-minute sets, and I make 1200 for the weekend. And I was like, God damn it! <laughs> so that's one of the reasons. I mean, this information's not going to help anyone on that. So, okay, I'll tell you. Uh, this year is not over yet. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I sort of, you know, I don't know what the merch is going to end up being, but I do sort of know what I have scheduled the rest of December. Uh, and keep in mind, I've been doing comedy 21 years, blah, 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 blah. I was on Nick Mom Night Out, which, uh, what did that pay? I believe Nick Mom Night Out paid like 1500 bucks. No flight, but a hotel room, and it filmed in Miami. And uh, no residuals. Uh, between what I get paid performing at live shows and the merchandise, this is how I'm going to say it. Between what I get paid for the doing the live shows and the merchandise, I sell after those shows. Uh, this year will be about 120 grand. Uh, there's also a little bit of streaming income, a little, you know, my online album sales or whatever, which isn't a lot. Uh, there's the Sound Exchange, which collects royalties from satellite radio and stuff, which. Uh, I don't make that much on that. I guess probably 50 to $70 a month on YouTube. This podcast pays me 50 bucks a month. I know! I'm just as surprised as you. So that's probably another... Maybe another two grand for that. All that other shit. Uh, so yeah, anyway. 100, about 120 grand. Is that... Of course it's not profit. Uh, you know... There's the travel. The merch is 25%, 30% cost. You know, all that. So I am not in any way profiting 120 grand this year. But, you know, also all that stuff is, is able to be written off. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm driving right now. I think it's whatever. It's like 60 cents a mile or something tax write-off or uh you know we get i get like per diem write-off for all my food or you know hotels is a write-off flights are a write-off all that stuff it is business expense and so uh yeah i do pay taxes but it's like it's not sort of uh 
my travel, my, the stuff I can write off is kind of equivalent to like what my taxes would be if this was a regular job and I was on payroll. Uh, so it, it actually, when you think of it in that way, it's like, I don't know. I sort of do make 120 grand. You know, that's what, whatever. If that was your job and you made 120 grand, that's not what your checks are, you know? So anyway, I feel a little weird. I feel a little weird admitting that, but in the interest of fairness, and look, the hundreds of people <laughs> who listen to this, there you go, uh, 120 grand. Uh, this is what's amazing about, there's good and bad. What's amazing about that to me is like, there's a lot of like really professional jobs that don't pay that much. There's jobs that know possessive nouns that do not make as much as I do. Look, I also started the first year I paid attention to what I made in a year was 2003. And I made 16 grand. So, you know, it's... it. <laughs> It took a while. This is the most money I've ever made in a year, but probably not adjusted for inflation, but whatever. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, I'm still mad at him. So, like, partly I'm like... Partly I'm proud of myself for turning something this fucking ridiculous into, like, a real job that pays an amount of money that real jobs pay. What is a, what's such a struggle about it? It's like that 120 grand, you're like, oh, so you make 10 grand a month? And like, no, I don't. It's, it, it varies wildly. Uh, I have to pay money to make money. You know, I got to buy the flights just to get there. So that that part of it is... Uh, budgeting, it's a challenge because it's like... Anytime you sit down with any, like, budget people or or even, you know... I tried to do one of those... Uh, years ago, I tried to do one of those... It was just like a... A program or an app or something. And it was like, well, how much does all this stuff cost? You know, you put all your bills in... And then they're like, and what do you make every month? And then I'm like, I don't know. It depends. You can't budget on it depends. Even tonight in uh, North Bend, Oregon, I know what I'm getting paid to do the show. I could sell zero dollars in merchandise. I could sell 500. So, yeah. Now I feel weird. I shouldn't have said how much money I got paid a year, but there you go. 120 grand. Uh, it ain't what it used to be. <laughs> the biggest financial blessing in my life in the past few years is uh, my wife working full-time at the elementary school. Uh, she's a behavior tech. She's a paraeducator. 
look, it doesn't pay that well. I mean, it. we spend it, trust me. But the health benefits that we get because my wife uh, works in education are uh, just amazing. That's helped my life a lot. To have not... Not only is, like, the insurance way better, but, like, we don't pay anything out. A month. I mean, technically, she pays out of her check for it, but that's been, uh, that's been, uh, a true blessing. I went from, like, you know, when the, my wife wanted to be around for the kids, uh, until they were older, and when she was thinking about, she she worked part time. She would she would substitute as a paraeducator. And then when it, you know the kids were getting older, and she was like thinking about going to work full time, and we were kind of like, I'm like, hey, look, we're surviving without it. Maybe do what you want or hang out at home for a year or two. A couple years later, I'm like, you're never quitting that job. Daddy needs dental. Comedy is also a funny thing because it's like... If my only concern was to make that 120 grand higher... I would be on a cruise ship right now. You know? I, I would be... Or I would be marketing myself to, like, higher-end corporate gigs and that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm not. I'm going to the, you know, I'm going to the <laughs> Looney's Comedy Corner in Colorado Springs. And uh, now I'm going to uh, a couple of rural spots in uh, Oregon. So it's a weird thing. Because, like, it's not... Obviously, I'm constantly in the way that everyone in the world is obsessed with money because it's like, hey, that's how we survive. I'm always thinking about it. But I'm also like, I also don't go, hey, if you never got off a cruise, if you just worked cruise ships, I don't know what the, let me do some quick math on that. I don't know. There's, there's no expenses on cruise ships, really. They even fly you to like the port and if you need a hotel, they pay for that. So, so there's like no expense, you know. I don't know the math. But I could probably make a couple hundred grand if I did a lot of cruise ships and have like no expenses. But that's not the only thing that gets me up in the morning. I have to pee. That's why I get up in the morning. I have to take my pill. I have a sinus infection. Hope you guys are alright. I feel like everyone in the world has been sick. Uh, hopefully you're hanging in there. I'm hoping my family's got our shit together by Christmas. I would love to be done being sick for a while. 
the things that are coming out of my body. Woo! I mean, the top end. Bottom end's not your business, but I'm sharing the top end. Uh, if you live near Yakima and you're listening the week this podcast gets upload, uploaded, come out, come see me December 10th in Yakima. It's a door deal. I already know we have at least 60 people, so it's going to be somewhat successful. But come on out, see me in Yakima. Uh, maybe I'll make $120,200 this year. God, I regret telling you how much money I got paid, but Feel weird. I feel like some people are going to be like, fuck you, what do you ever complain about? And then other people are going to be like, Jesus, dude. Your life ain't worth 120 grand. That was one of the things that was hard about uh, pandemic times is... Uh, Luckily, COVID doesn't exist anymore, but back when it did. Like, I I would look at times when we didn't know when shit was going to come back. I was already delivering groceries at Walmart. I would think to myself, hey, maybe I should, fuck, maybe for the next couple years I should get a job. I mean, I have a job, but it's like delivering groceries. Maybe I should get like a job job. Maybe it's time to like figure that out. And I would look at these jobs that I would be qualified for as a community college dropout with a lot of restaurant delivery experience with a 20-year gap in my resume. And it's like, everything I would be starting out at would be entry-level. Whatever blue-collar thing, you know what I mean? UPS driver, I don't know, shit like that. And like, none of that shit pays... I mean, UPS driver pays really well eventually so like if I if I had done that when I was 25 and then I was 48 or whatever by then I'd be making good money but like when you stop if you start at 48 shit you're not really supposed to start things in your late 40s that's what the pandemic taught me It's not like, oh, I got an entry-level job in my 20s, and then by the time I was 50, I was doing all right. I was middle management or whatever. If you start out in the mailroom at 48, by that time you move up a floor, you're fucking dead. So comedy's the thing I did that in. Comedy's the thing that I uh, hung around at. Oh, and a slight update on the uh, 
I recorded, I told you guys I recorded a clean album, I recorded a regular album, and uh, the clean album is like done, it's edited, we got graphics, but it's a fiasco, because I mentioned before I had signed up for this uh, spoken giant thing that was supposed to get everyone more royalties, and instead, everyone who signed up for Spoken Giant got kicked off a of serious satellite radio and a bunch of other streaming things, I got out of the Spoken Giant contract, uh, so the record label who's doing my albums are like, we're trying to submit, but they haven't gotten around to it yet, so it's kind of on hold, which sucks, and uh, you know, they want to do the clean album first, because that's the one that can make the most money, uh, but I kind of want just the regular album out, because, you know, why not? So anyway, that stuff will happen, but uh, it's that's all kind of on hold. Uh, in the meantime, I have a podcast you guys could listen to. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Oh, man, why did I say how much money I make? All right, you guys send me a message and tell me how much money you make. That would make me feel better. Bye.